Welcome to the Voice Tech Podcast. Join me, Carl Robinson, in conversation with the world's leading voice technology experts. Discover the latest products, tools, and techniques, and learn to build the voice apps of the future. Maybe the whole realm of voice would all find benefit in bringing the value of standards to that realm of voice. And so that's what we're thinking about. That's what we're working toward. Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Voice Tech Podcast. My name's Carl Robinson and today we're going to be talking all about governance and standards. So in today's episode recorded on the 28th of January 2020, you're going to hear me talk with John Stein, who's the leader of the Open Voice Network. The Open Voice Network, OVN, seeks to create a future of AI voice that's open, of course, standards-based, interoperable, accessible and data protected. So this is a really interesting conversation, actually, uh, something a bit different from uh, the technical conversations I've had recently. First of all, I asked John, why do we need a network such as this at all? And what happens if we don't take action now, if we don't create this type of an organization? John explains why he's focusing on shopping and retail in particular, and then dives into like how it actually works. Uh, he shares his vision for the Open Voice Network, the mission, and also how the steering committees in the working groups would come together to create these standards and arrive at agreement. We cover some of the uh, membership benefits as well. Why would companies and individuals choose to join an organization such as this? And there are many benefits, in fact. And then we address some of the uh, possible challenges like conflicts of interest, groupthink, and the ways we can help to avoid these. I think it's a really important conversation. John has a very worthy goal of bringing the community together tackling the difficult questions in an inclusive, well-organized fashion that I think will ultimately lead to a healthier voice industry, both for the commercial players and for the users as well. Don't forget, there are also bonus questions for John, just for the Voice Tech Pro listeners. If you're not already a Voice Tech Pro subscriber, you can uh, sign up right now. Uh, go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. There you can get your own RSS feed with the uh, episodes that contain the bonus content, as well as no ads and high quality audio. So go ahead and subscribe if you haven't already. But other than that, enjoy the episode. This episode is brought to you by Manning Publishing, an independent publisher of a huge range of software development books. At manning.com, you'll find books on all the technologies you need to learn in order to create world-class voice applications. All the books are available at manning.com. And right now, Voice Tech Podcast listeners get a massive 40% off all the books with the promo code podvoice tech 19 so go check it out at manning.com just a quick reminder that the voice connected business europe conference is coming up soon on the 14th and 15th of may 2020 held in frankfurt in germany uh, it's unique in that it has a 80 20 end user to vendor ratio so you can really get the benefit from the brands who are presenting there uh, over 25 speakers in fact 150 companies in attendance it's going to be a great event uh, if you want to know more, uh, you can go to voicetechpodcast.com slash voiceconnectedbusiness. And uh, if you use the code voicetech30eu, you'll get 30% off tickets. So that URL again, voicetechpodcast.com slash voiceconnectedbusiness. I'm on the line with John Stein, the leader of the Open Voice Network. The Open Voice Network seeks to create a future of AI voice that is open, standards-based, interoperable, accessible, and data protected. John, welcome to the show. Thanks, Carl. Appreciate it. 
It's great to have you on. Yeah, this is a really interesting topic. Not even sure what the name of the topic would be, perhaps steering committee for voice or <laughs> a set of standards, perhaps? Or... Well, may it, you know, it might be the value of standards in the world of voice. You okay. know, if, if we think about, Carl, where voice is today, some people would say, gosh, we may be in the early days. We're kind of in those Netscape, i.e. early days of proprietary platforms. Indeed kind of the wild, wild west early days of voice. And it occurred to a number of us, you know, as we were talking about the impact of voice, what it's going to mean in the future in terms of just consumers communicating with brands and just the interface of voice and the value of that, that maybe, just maybe, the whole realm of voice would all find benefit in bringing the value of standards to that realm of voice. And so that's what we're thinking about. That's what we're working toward. Absolutely. And so why is this important then? Maybe you could explain like, what well, first of all, why are standards important? And then why do we need a network for implementing and deciding upon these standards? You know, in general, Carl, just standards and I think technologists understand this very well. Standards reduce time to market. Standards build ecosystems. When you have standards, people know what the rules are. People know how to build things mm -hmm. in a way that is going to work within an ecosystem. Consumers find comfort and ease because processes are standardized, technology is standardized, things work with one another. And so in general and truly, whenever a new technology rises to the surface, standards will emerge. There will be some standardization that's going to happen. And the question, I think, for voice is, do we want those standards to be driven by the biggest technology companies? Do we want those standards to be driven by government and, and regulators? Or, and here's the position of the Open Voice Network, might it be best for all parties if we together work and bring developers, innovators, big companies, enterprises, tech leaders, bring them all together to pursue a set of standards that could be of great benefit to the voice industry? That's what we're thinking about. Absolutely. I see. So, yeah, so you mentioned big tech, obviously. Those are the people basically setting the standards, the de facto standards right now because they're writing the playbooks. Um, exactly. But, of course, there's a much wider ecosystem than that. There's all the developers and they need to have a, a voice as well. So I can definitely see the, the logic behind this. Obviously, we're all familiar with standards of one kind or another. I think of VHS and Betamax, these kind of things. Sure, um, Absolutely. But also, you know, standards like USB and, and all these mm -hmm. things that we take for granted on the computer, they seem to emerge out of nowhere for people not involved deeply in the industry. We often wonder, where do these things come from? How are they agreed upon? And obviously, uh, it sounds like there's an organization or there's a process behind some of these things, although it's not perhaps linear and straightforward all the time. You know, and Carl, it's not the sexiest thing either. You know, there's a <laughs> lot of fun things to work on in tech and sometimes standards is kind of low on the list. But mm. People come together and say it would be of benefit to a lot of us, to most of us, if we could establish some standards in a given area. Right. You know, and we've begun to identify, you know, five or six areas in which we think across the board. And a lot of people have said, yeah, we think across the board standards in these areas would be of great value to voice. So that's the kind of thing we're working on right now. Well, we're definitely going to dive into those. What happens if we don't take action right now? Because things are in the nascent stage. If we don't define standards as a community right now, and we just leave it to the big tech guys to do it, what's the downside of that? What are the negative consequences of, of leaving it to those people? Well, I think the issue is what communities will voice benefit? 
And we have a number of constituencies and communities in the voice world right now. Certainly, we have the big tech players and, and those who are developing platforms. Critically important, they've created the market. Hmm. But we also have the enterprise community and those especially of the consumer-facing enterprises, say of commerce, retail and consumer goods, health and life sciences, transportation, financial services, connected cities, education, media, all who will be interfacing, interacting, connecting with consumers, clients and patients and the like through voice. That's a very important constituency. We have a constituency of just users, you know, ordinary people like you and me. Mm. And so the question is, will the technology benefit all or will it benefit some? That's the key then word, you, have to add, you know, that's the question, Carl. Mm. And then you have to add in the constituency of government, and legislators, regulators and the like. They're going to turn around and look at this and say, mm, what about data use? What about privacy? What about interoperability? What about a number of things? And generally, it's been better for an industry if the industry can resolve the issues before government steps in. That's a great point. Okay, so it's important that we define these together as a community. I saw that on the website, there's a focus on shopping and retail. And uh, I understand that you're currently working a lot with uh, these type of companies, retail and CPG companies. What makes Voice so interesting to those type of companies to marketers? And uh, why have you guys decided to focus on that in the, in the first instance? You know, it's a starting point for us, Carl. And it, mm -hmm. and it really, because a number of retailers and consumer goods companies came together and started talking about this and said, my goodness, there are issues of consumer data protection and privacy. This is a biometric identifier. How do we deal with it? How do we work with it? There's issues of commercial data privacy. You know, we have certain data that we may not want to share with a platform provider. Indeed. How do we handle that? There's issues and a major issue, Carl, of, you know, when we're thinking about standards is there's no DNS for voice. There's no domain name system for voice. How do people really kind of register and find each other? That's very true. Well, yeah. We can kind of find each other now, but as we go to billions of websites, how will we set that up? Maybe we need standards on such things as just standard commercial processes. What's the right voice command? What's a standardized voice command for purchase or authorized purchase or things like this? Anyway, a group of retailers began coming together and chatting about this and have put up a bit of the seed money to get this going. But those retailers and CPG companies also see that this is this is not a vertical issue. This is a horizontal issue across the many consumer-facing industries we mentioned a moment ago. So mm -hmm. perhaps starting in retail and consumer goods, but certainly moving to health and life sciences, financial services, connected cities, media, et cetera. I see. It does stand to reason because obviously retail, one of the industries that have made the first moves into voice, may perhaps they've got the most, uh, most to gain in the short term by investing in this. And of course, they're the first to have started to think about these issues as well. So this actually originated from a, a group of retailers who got together. And then how did you get involved? Because I, I see that this came from a, a research project. Is that right? At the uh, at MIT? This emerged out of a research project. I was working at the Intel Corporation and had some great friends at the MIT Auto ID Lab, headed mm -hmm. by Dr. Sanjay Sarma and Dr. Brian Subarana, and also with friends at Capgemini. And we came together over coffee in Boston, Carl. This is 2016, you know, that, not that long ago. And mm -hmm. We were kicking back and forth, what is the technology or what might be the technology that will most reshape the relationship between consumers and brands? You know, it was one of those 
kick things around for a bit and maybe have a laugh or two, and then you would all go off and do something. All the usual suspects of technology were brought to the table. You know, is it going to be blockchain? Will it be AR, VR? What about <laughs> AI and ML? You know, I mean, Carl, you can imagine the standard list, right? And I said, well, this voice thing, mm. this Alexa thing, that is really striking how one could simply say it makes it so easy to say yes as a shopper. Yeah. This is really interesting. Well, that led to, well, maybe we should do a paper. Maybe we should do some research. Maybe we should come together. That led to a paper. That led then to presentations with some of those retailers, which led to a conversation we had with a tier one retailer that looked across and they looked across the table at me and said, well, this will take standards, won't it? Mm. This will take some governance, don't you think, for this to work for all of us? One thing led to another, and, and I left Intel at the end of 2018 to provide some leadership to this effort for Open Voice. That's how it kind of proceeded from a coffee shop in Boston to, <laughs> to right now working to set up the Open Voice network. Oh, fantastic. So it's been going, uh, what, a couple of years now at least? Been going a couple of years, been focused on it nearly full time, say for the past 12 months or so. Wonderful. Okay, good stuff. So I have a request, and that's that I'd like you to consider becoming a patron of the show to help me keep it going, especially if you've been getting value from it for a while now, or if it helps you with your business. And so far, only about 1% of listeners actually contribute. I'd love to get this up to around 5% if possible. It takes a surprising amount of time and money to record and release these weekly episodes, let alone attend the conferences. And despite me having a number of generous champion sponsors, so far this is only just covering the basic costs of the show. So I'd love to be able to record more interviews for you, report from more conferences, even test out products for you. But to do that, I need your financial support. Uh, so in return for becoming a voice tech pro, I can offer you full access to the entire back catalogue of episodes. That's more than 60 episodes now, uh, as well as early access to the new episodes. Um, I can offer you uh, extra content. That means bonus questions in the interviews, extra interviews, uh, no ads, of course, and uh, higher quality audio. So you can enjoy the enjoy the conversations without interruption. You can sign up right now at voicetechpodcast.com slash pro. That's a rolling monthly subscription that you can cancel at any time. Uh, but I also have some uh, discounted bundles on my site, which can bring the cost down even further. So you can go and check those out. If you can't afford it right now, then no worries. Um, please keep enjoying the free episodes. Uh, but if you do decide to contribute, then please accept my thanks on behalf of myself and all the listeners of the show. All right, so that, that's the uh, the origins of the movement. You mentioned before that there were five areas for standards. Did you guys d discuss those in that initial meeting, or how did these uh, come about? Oh, oh, gosh, not at all. In fact, in the initial meeting, it was Carl just... I'm afraid that's the end of this episode's free preview. That's right, full episodes of the Voice Tech Podcast are only available for a limited period of time after their release. The full one-hour episode is available to Voice Tech Pro subscribers, along with all the other episodes we've produced. Go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro, where for just a few dollars a month, you can become a Voice Tech Pro and receive a range of exclusive benefits. Voice Tech Pros get more content each month. 
You unlock access to the entire catalogue of full-length episodes, including this episode. You can enjoy extra content, such as exclusive interviews just for Voice Tech Pro subscribers, plus bonus questions in the main interviews. And you also get to hear episodes sooner than everyone else, weeks ahead of their public release, in fact. Voice Tech Pros also get high-quality episodes with no ads and studio-quality sound, and a chance to support the show, and ensure we keep on producing more great episodes like this one. So please go to voicetechpodcast.com slash pro and become a Voice Tech Pro today.